The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. A historic night for Kyle Busch as he becomes the all-time winningest driver in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. I guess cup drivers in truck series do sell tickets. Take that for what it's worth. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. Is family owned and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another weekly get-together. All right. The West Coast Swing is all wrapped up, and it wrapped up Sunday in Phoenix, Arizona. Joey Logano scored his second win of the season for Team Penske. Coming up, we'll recap the Fan Shield 500 with an MRN Backtracks shortly. Also on today's show, we're going face-to-face with Alex Bowman. He'll talk about the resurgence of Hendrick Motorsports and the great start to the season he's having. The much-anticipated NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series Bounty is this week in Atlanta. We'll discuss how Kyle Busch went from winning at Las Vegas to having $150,000 worth of bounties placed on him by one of his Cup Series peers, one of the contributors to the Truck Series, and one of the owners in that Truck Series. We'll connect those dots coming up. Speaking of the Truck Series, we'll chat about racing in Atlanta this weekend with Series regular Stuart Friesen. We'll also preview this weekend's Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. We'll hear from some of the Cup drivers that will be in the race. And Dylan Welch will chat with Ryan Blaney's crew chief, Todd Gordon. We've got another 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson, and we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history. But to kick things off, Kim Kuhn joins us now with what's trending this week in the world of NASCAR. Kimmy, what do you have for us? NASCAR's West Coast Swing ended Sunday at Phoenix Raceway. It was the first time in the 2020 season where fans witnessed the new short track package featuring a much smaller spoiler and less downforce similar to the one teams ran in 2018. NASCAR's Executive Vice President Steve O'Donnell said the racing in Phoenix past the eye test. You certainly want to see a lot of what we saw today, a lot of different lead changes, um, and this comes from a lot of work from the entire industry, going back to Nashville, everybody getting together, talking about what could we collectively do uh, for the sport, specifically for this track. So the race teams came together, the drivers, Goodyear, and I think all that played a part today, and not only tire wear, uh, PJ1 that was applied, the rules package as well, and we saw a lot of different things happen during the race. Some emotions run pretty high, which is what you want, and uh, a lot of comers and goers, and ultimately a really good race. It will be fun to watch how the racing evolves at short tracks this season with the lower downforce package. Teams will return to Phoenix in mid-November in the last race of the season, where four drivers will fight for their right to be a Cub Series champion. After a crash on the last lap of the Daytona 500 in February, Ryan Newman was seen at the track this past weekend in Phoenix, supporting his Roush Fenway racing team and working with substitute driver Ross Chastain. Newman was in high spirits and was happy to be around race cars again. No, I'm just really here to support the sixth team and um, stay integrated with what I can do with the team and um, have some fun, obviously. I mean, that's what it's really all about. I want to see Ross do well, but I'd rather be in Ross's seat. So that's what uh, 
just want to make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to, you know, for our sponsors and for myself to, to have a good weekend. Newman said there was no timetable on his return to the Roush Fenway Racing number six car. As for right now, Ross Chastain will continue to fill in for the team. In contract news, Ryan Blaney signed an extension with Team Penske before Phoenix weekend. Blaney, who is sixth in the Cup Series standings, has three career Cup Series wins, two of them with Team Penske. Blaney inked a multi-year deal with Penske to continue to drive the team's number 12 car. You know, we started working on this thing in the offseason. And, uh, you know, even though we had a, pretty much a full year left on our deal uh, before my current one was up, I was really happy with where I was at. You know, I love the people that I'm around. I love working with, you know, all the teams. You know, like I said, I feel like I owe so much to Roger for what he's done for me. I just I just didn't really see myself right now anywhere else, you know, and, and uh, you know, yeah, there's a couple a couple doors open, a couple seats open with other teams, but, you know, I didn't talk to any of other teams. Blaney was just one of the many drivers who are on the market heading into next year's season. Alex Bowman, who we'll hear from later in the show, is in a contract year, along with Blaney's teammate Brad Keselowski. Kyle Larson is looking for a deal next year, along with Eric Jones and Corey LaJoy. And finally, winners over the weekend included Chandler Smith in the Arkham Menard Series. He held off Ty Gibbs, who dominated most of the night in Phoenix. Brandon Jones won on Saturday in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, holding off Kyle Busch and Brad Keselowski. And Joey Logano won the Fan Shield 500 in the NASCAR Cup Series, his second win of the season. Always got to keep our head down and keep digging. This is, uh, you know, it's early in the season. It's nice to have a couple wins under the belt. Uh, they've been hard-fought ones, you know, and, um, you know, we, we haven't had the dominating race yet. Logano now becomes the heavy favorite to hoist the Bill France Cup, knowing the cars return to Phoenix for the championship race in November. I'm Kim Kuhn, and that's what's trending in NASCAR Nation ahead of race action this weekend in Atlanta. Thank you, Kim. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll look back at Sunday's Fan Shield 500 from Phoenix with a NASCAR Live Backtracks. And later, we'll hear from Hendrick Motorsports driver Alex Bowman. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. Hey, I'm Andy, and I started Harry's, the shaving company that's fixing shaving. At Harry's, we keep it simple. We make sharp, durable blades and offer them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We obsess over quality so much that we do crazy things, like buy a German razor blade factory. So give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for only 3 bucks with free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5. A NASCAR Live backtrack, so the Fan Shield 500 is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. 
Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sunday was an important race for the NASCAR Cup Series, a tune-up, if you will, for NASCAR's championship race that will be held in Phoenix. Here's this week's NASCAR Live backtracks of the Fan Shield 500. We are ready to go. The 16th annual Fan Shield 500 from the Phoenix Raceway. Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, side-by-side in row one. Kevin, all right, Eddie. Yes, sir. Ready to go. Sabbath to go today, fellas. Nice. Move there, everybody. Do their thing. Chase Elliott, the pole setter, opts for the outside lane. Ten, five, and good. Green flag goes in the air, and the fan showed 500 is underway. Chase Elliott takes the lead, headed to one. Quarter. All clear. All clear. Here they come now. Kyle Busch down to the bottom of the racetrack, tries to cut the dog leg. There they get the left rear end of not. It's fine, it's plowing, it's spinning out, crashing loose. Oh, we got trouble at turn two. Denny Hamlin involved. Major right rear damage, guys. Roll right there. Deckley is offset. Spooler looks fine, but everything shoved backwards. Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney have all made contact with the outside wall here at turn two. Fired up, come on, good. Chase Elliott is right on the rear bumper of Kevin Harvick. He's getting underneath him, coming down the front straightaway right now. Got Harvick loose. Just you on him. I just got loose. And he just hung with that loose every other lap since that lap. Harvick slid up the racetrack and Chase went underneath him. And now we got a brand new leader, Chase Elliott. And there's trouble in turn number two, and it is Austin Dillon. You blew a tire, boys. Blew a tire. You're good. Start turning down. Bad is it? Steering feel all right? Uh, I mean, sure. Well, I'm looking down and we see uh, Chase Elliott's pit crew grabs tires and they jump up on the wall and the pit board goes out. The race leader, Steve Post, is there a problem? I think I got a loose wheel. 10 4. Show it for I think the left front going to have to come this next lap. All right, we'll get ready because here he comes. Unfortunately, the race leader with a problem. Chase Elliott on pit road in front of the postman. Brings it down. Here he is, the universe uniforms, the white, green, and black colors on the automobile. And they are going to go with all four tires on this car. For the loot. Yeah, I believe so. Left front. That's the go. And losing ground now, slipping off turn number four. Reddick, he'll lose second and a whole bunch more. He's going to fall all the way back to the seventh position. What'd you have there, pal? Stupidity. Car's fine. Fine, man. Shake it off. Change anything. Car's great. Driver needs to get his stuff together. You've been doing great all day, pal. And there's trouble in turn number two, and it's Tyler Reddick. We talked about the fantastic afternoon he had been having. He had been as high as second in the running order. Hang on, hang on. Be ready, guys. We just pound to the fence right front. Try to come down here if you can. Hold on. Two more. Two more. But now he finds his Chevrolet stalled in the outside lane after scraping the safer barrier. Tyler, you right? Yeah, just can't get it to refire. Done. I don't know. It won't refire. Oil pressure. 10 Sorry, man. Can't imagine anybody will gamble here. You've almost guaranteed have to have four brand new tires. Let's think on tires here. They're definitely worth something. 
people that do come, I put two tires on because of what the two cars done a couple times, but I don't think we need to be the ones with two tires on. Kevin Harvick has brought his Ford in, so various pit stops. Harvick's screw around to the left side now, pumping a half of the jack. Harvick is the first one down and away here on pit road. Where in the world is Joey Logano? He's 18th. The jack broke on his pit stop. Oh, that sucks, huh? Was the jack break? I think jack broke. Uh, that's the worst timing ever. Uh, well, we'll race from here. Hosting Logano yet again. He's rallied back before. He'll have to do it one more time. Keselowski battles back to the inside. They both ride up to the top of the racetrack. Keselowski makes contact with Elliott. Elliott kicks sideways. In the meantime, more traffic to the inside. If I get back to the two, he's not finishing, just FYI. I'm tired him all over his head. Yeah, he's about to dip. Always has been. Keselowski goes to the front. Boyer to the high side. Oh, and there's trouble. Martin Truex Jr. into the outside safer barrier as the field came racing back into corner number one. Got run over from behind. Yeah, Tempura. I saw it. Full tide here. We'll try and uh, get a clear. Harvick's got anything for Logano. He's got to show it now. The gap about two and a half car lengths. Logano looking for the checkered flag. One more shot by Harvick. It will not be enough. And for the 25th time in his career, Joey Logano is going to Gatorade Victory Lane. Race winner. That's right, boys. Woo! Get the night of today. Oh, a job, man. Finally got a Phoenix win. Thank you. Uh, he's batting 500, make it two wins for Joey Logano in 2020. An impressive performance in the desert, no doubt, from Team Penske. That was an MRN NASCAR Live backtrack, so the Fan Shield 500. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Kim Kuhn goes face-to-face with Alex Bowman and later more on the Truck Series Bounty in Atlanta this weekend. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. The Xfinity fastest lap in Sunday's cup race was turned in by Chase Elliott. It happened on lap four at a speed of 135.267 miles per hour. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Coming up, we'll go face-to-face with Alex Bowman next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. We're in the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.A. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for taking time out of your week to join us here on NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, our Kim Kuhn had a chance to catch up with Auto Club winner Alex Bowman. He's a two-time winner now in the Cup Series, and he's a native of Tucson, Arizona, which is just outside of Phoenix, a couple of hours down the road. The two talked about riding the ship at Hendrick Motorsports and becoming a championship contender. Alex Bowman is this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. He'll look to the starter stand, checkered flag in the air, and Alex Bowman has won the Auto Club 400 at the Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. How did that win feel different than your win last year at Chicagoland? Yeah, I feel like, you know, you get your first win and then you think about all the things that you would go back and do differently and uh, things that you would approach differently. So there was that aspect of it, but at the same time there was... The fact that instead of going back to North Carolina, we went to Phoenix, and I'm from Tucson, so my brothers came up and some buddies came up. We went to a bar first thing Sunday night. So that was a lot of fun, just getting to share it with a different set of people than than you would back in North Carolina. I mean, it was all the team guys, but it was also friends and family that wouldn't normally be around. So that was really cool. We had a lot of fun, probably too much fun. It's been said in some ways that you're leading Hendrick's resurgence. Would you describe it that way? Does it feel like that way? Man, I don't know about all that. Um, I think the leader here is, and, and at least for the rest of this year, will we'll always be Jimmy. But, you know, it, it's cool to be a part of it. Um, it would be really nice to be sitting here with two in a row right now. I think Vegas, we had a shot at it as well. But just the strength of the whole organization right now, everybody's on such a positive note. We haven't started the season this strong as a, as a company at all since I've been driving for HMS. So it, it's nice to see that and to be able to go do that, to get a win this early in the season was, was really cool. You're in a contract year. Did the win ease any kind of maybe uh, mental strife on your future? Yeah, I mean, running well in general, I think, makes, makes you feel better about that. But you go and have a bad week and you're kind of right back to where you started. So um hopefully we don't do that and and we can continue to run up front and win races every year i feel like it's a contract year uh just in the sense that i've had signed contracts before and still not made it to the racetrack with them so um, i think it's really important to just be consistently up front do everything i can do as a race car driver to uh, be the best i can be on and off the racetrack and hopefully uh stay here at hms for a long time to come you've been saying that that you would like to stay at hendrick for the rest of your career why are you a good fit for them and on the flip side why do you think they're a good fit for you to be honest with you just as a kid that's always where i wanted to be um there's a lot of added pressure that comes along with driving for hendrick motorsports uh, a lot of really high expectations and 
um, a lot of people to answer to when when things aren't going well. But at the same time, Mr. H is super involved. He cares a ton. Um, I have a great relationship with him, and I, I feel like he does everything he possibly can to give us all the resources we need to go continue to be successful. And um, without Mr. H and Jeff Gordon and everybody that's such a big part of this deal, I wouldn't have gotten a shot to drive a top-tier cup car at all in my career. So I think uh, I'm just super loyal to them, and it's where I want to be. When you originally took over the 88, there were a lot of naysayers. Do you think that you've finally proven them wrong? Have anybody or have any fans come out of the woodwork and said, man, you know what, I, I'd like you, Alex? <laughs> Some actually have on Twitter, but the the nice thing about most of those naysayers is I don't know any of them that have any cup trophies. So I don't know. I, I'm not one that wants attention or wants to be popular. I just want to be me and, and do my own thing. To be honest with you, a lot of the naysayers, specifically the, the NASCAR media naysayers, whoever it was, whether it was a broadcaster or, or a writer or whatever, anybody that's kind of said that I didn't deserve it or couldn't do it, I use that as a ton of motivation, and that's really motivated me. I really enjoy proving people wrong, so that's been a big big motivation factor for me and really enjoyed uh, getting a couple wins here lately. So for the first time, Phoenix is going to host the championship race come November. You're from this area. What do you expect in terms of the fans embracing championship weekend in this city? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the fans embrace this race a ton anyway. It typically sells out in the fall. The camping here is insane. I feel like nobody nobody ever talks about the camping here, but it's probably rowdier than anywhere else, maybe besides Talladega. Um, a ton of people show up. It goes as far as you can see. You leave the racetrack, and it's just campers as far as you can see. So I don't know if they can embrace it any more than they already have, but I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to figure out a way to do that. And finally, because you're from this area, when you have some free time, what's your favorite thing to do out here? Typically, I'm occupied between my friends and my family trying to get to go see everybody like if you didn't have to spend all day at track what would you be doing oh i don't know i feel like the hiking here is pretty neat um i went for a run yesterday out in the mountains it was really hot and there's a lot of rocks and my ankles hurt but um I don't know. That's a tough one. I think Sedona is a cool thing for people to go see. There's some cool indoor go-kart tracks around here. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. There's something for everybody. Honestly, if I had to pick one thing, though, I'm going to sit at a Mexican food restaurant and eat Mexican food all day. With margaritas. Okay. Twist my I arm. I will twist your arm. And I, and I will drink a lot of margaritas. Salt on the rim or no salt? Uh, yeah, salt. Okay. Not sugar. No, no. People that get that sugar are weird. Yeah, or yeah. blended margaritas. No. no. On the rocks, salt on the rim. Yep, for sure. That was our Kim Kuhn with Cup Series driver Alex Bowman, our face-to-face -face interview this week here on NASCAR Live. If you'd like to see a video of that conversation featuring a cameo from Alex Bowman's crew chief, Greg Ives, check out MRN.com. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Kyle Busch has won nearly every Truck Series race he's been in in the last few years. And now Kevin Harvick has placed a bounty on him, but Harvick's not the only one. We'll dive into that topic. Plus, we'll be joined by Truck Series regular Stuart Friesen as well. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike and so much more. 
Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy, energy for hunkering down. Join Motor Racing Network every Tuesday night for NASCAR Live. Get the latest news and exclusive interviews from the biggest names in the sport. For how I kind of grew up racing, obviously under his guidance, was just kind of doing our own thing. And if you like, you like it. And if you don't, go on down the road. Hear the thoughts and opinions from NASCAR insiders and much more. I don't think there's any shock that Kyle Busch is the champion. I think the way he got there leading up to it this year is quite interesting. It's NASCAR Live every Tuesday evening at 7 Eastern on the Motor Racing Network. Coming up next, we'll discuss the bounties in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Plus, we'll chat with series regular Stuart Friesen. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Hey guys, this is Corey LaJoy. Join me and my two friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott, on Sunday Money. Every week as we talk a little NASCAR racing, a little nonsense, but mostly bicker with each other. I had a Super Bowl party, and neither of you showed <laughs> up. We get along okay sometimes. Yeah, I'd say it's 50-50. I think the hairspray just seeps through his cranium into his brain. <sighs> throws off his... I'm regretting being here. No topic is off limits, so come join our conversation every week on Sunday Money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network, or wherever you find your podcast. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series is headed off to the Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend for the Vet Ticks Camping World 200, a race that's going to be punctuated by bounties. Kyle Busch has a bounty or three on him this weekend. We'll have live coverage for you at 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. In case you don't know what a bounty is, you're wondering what it is, and how this all came to be, NASCAR Today's Woody Kane is here to explain. Kyle Busch is a wanted man. As the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series makes its return to the track in Atlanta this weekend, all eyes will be on four Cup Series drivers trying to beat old Rowdy and win a $100,000 bounty. It all started after Busch's dominating performance in the truck race at Las Vegas. Kyle Larson tweeted congratulations to the two-time champ with three cherry emojis, a joking reference that Bush is cherry-picking races he knows he'll win, a joke that Larson receives at the dirt track. It was really a joke, and it wasn't, I'm not offended when Kyle Bush wins truck races. I actually like it a lot because, you know, I feel like it, it, it helps expose the guys who are, you know, good um, and the ones who aren't. You know, I think when, when he does win and, and he has to battle for the wins, I think it shows which kids are, are really good. So um, I'm more just, you know, drop some cherries on there because, you know, when I, when I do win dirt races, I do get a lot of that as well. So it's more, a, a, more of a dig at, you know, the NASCAR fans and, and dirt fans who give me crap also, but in a different series. Um, I guess uh, upset Harvick enough that, that he put a bounty up, which is, which is cool. So um, I think it's great for the sport, great for the truck series. Um, you know, hopefully the ratings are even better uh, for these, these races coming up. Kevin Harvick saw the exchange and decided Kyle Busch needed a test. 
He placed a $50,000 bounty on Bush, challenging any full-time Cup Series driver to beat Bush in any of his four remaining starts in the Truck Series this season. It's really all in fun. Um, I love what I love what you know Kyle Busch does with with his truck teams, and you know I talked to Kyle Larson about about his three cherries, and that's really. That's really what, what got it all started because I, I thought he was kind of picking on him and I didn't realize that, that he gets the same treatment when he runs the dirt cars. So, um, so yeah, you know, I think it's, it's great for the fans. Um, it's great for the truck series. It's great for Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, it's really, it's good for everybody involved. I, I didn't really anticipate it blowing up like it did, uh, but we're going to have fun with it um, and, you know, follow along like, like everybody else and, and really make it about the guys that are out there racing and, and um, stepped up to, to race with Kyle and, and you know, Kyle for, for being as good a court sport as Kyle can be about it. On top of Harvick's purse, Marcus Lemonis, CEO of Gander RV and Outdoors, added another $50,000 to the driver who beats Bush. And now we have four who've accepted the challenge. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones, and Brennan Poole. Elliot says he joined in because he thinks it's a fun opportunity. I, I was as simple as I reached out to, uh, I sent Mike Beam a text about it, and I said, hey, I don't know if you heard about this, but this would be kind of fun. And he said, cool, I'll work on it, you know, and see what we can come up with. And uh, Maury Gallagher was on board and thought it'd be fun, and I thought it'd be fun. Heck, why not? I was either going to watch it on the couch or go try to do it. So I opted for B. When asked what he thinks of the bounty and his competitors trying to take him down, Kyle Busch says bring it yeah it's all good i think it's going to be um interesting exciting whatever you want to term it um i guess cup drivers in truck series do sell tickets so um you know take that for what it's worth i think it's a unique opportunity for uh, more attention on the series which is good um maybe if more drivers had more teams than um, had rides then there would be something else there besides just myself um but you know i I don't remember who I told, but it was, um, you know, once Harvick kind of uh, put the, the idea out there, I was like, the guy that's really, really, really going to have a shot is going to be Larson and Homestead. So, um, bring it on. Thank you, Woody. We're joined right now by one of the Truck Series regulars who'll be competing in Saturday's race at the Atlanta Motor Speedway and a driver that could take home $50,000 in bounty money. We're talking about Stuart Friesen, driver of the number 52 Toyota Tundra. Stu, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Lots going on in Atlanta this weekend. First of all, it's race number three. We got bounties flying left and right down there on a very abrasive racetrack. Let's start first with 2020. You guys made the change over from Chevrolet over to Toyota. You got a 21st at Daytona. You got a ninth at Las Vegas. Give us some analysis about how you would grade the first two weekends with your new manufacturer. Well, it's just been, you know, a big learning curve, obviously, for us. Um, Trip Bruce has done a great job, you know, building this team up um, with me and with, with Chris Larson from Halmar International and um, with, with a ton of support from TRD and, and everybody at Team Toyota. It's been, you know, it's been good. So it's been uh, really, really cool. Uh, we're building new trucks. We've got frames and bodies coming from from KBM and Rowdy Manufacturing. And, um, you know, then just all the suspension, everything's being done um, at our own uh, facility in Statesville. So it's been been a big learning curve. Vegas, you know, with, a, the, with no testing and all that kind of stuff, Vegas was just a big... Um, you know, kind of a big test session for us. We needed to see where we were at, where, you know, where the where the arrow 
uh, map kind of laid with with the Toyota versus you know the setup stuff that we'd done the last two years working with Trip and and you know everybody through the Chevrolet and GMS camps. So um, started off you know pretty decent in practice there at Vegas and was really really free and dirty air to start the race and then got it tightened up and and raced up to a top ten at the end, which was kind of just you know we just kind of checked the box, mission accomplished. We were able to get back to the shop, get on the pull down, learn you know just just a big learning uh, deal for us. And, um, you know, hopefully we can apply a lot of that to, you know, Atlanta this weekend. Chatting with Stuart Friesen, who will be uh, participating in this weekend's NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series oh. Race Vet Tickets Camping World 200 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. We started the interview. I referenced that their bounties flying left and right. Kevin Harvick steps up, puts a $50,000 bounty on Kyle Busch. Then Marcus Lamonas of Gander RV steps up and matches it. But then also, your owner got into the mix. Those bounties are for cup regulars who can come into the truck race and beat Kyle. But one of your owners stepped up and dropped a $50,000 bounty for series regulars. First of all, for those that may not know what a bounty is, can you explain it to them? And what are your thoughts on your owner putting some skin in the game here? Well, it's it's definitely exciting. Um, it, it's exciting. I, I love racing against Kyle. He's, you know, obviously the top of his game, and it's, and it's pretty cool. Um, you know, Austin Dillon's came down and some other cup guys have come down and run the truck series uh, in the last couple of years. And it's, and it's been exciting, you know, for, for regulars like myself, um, you know, with where we're at with our team, I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to race against these guys in the cup series. So it's, it's pretty cool to do it, to do it with the trucks. And, um, you know, Harvick, I guess, kind of got sick of Kyle, uh, <laughs> Kyle stinking up the show. Um, but Kyle's great driver. He's got a great race team. Um, and, he, and he sets the bar high for us, so it's it's good. I, I embrace the competition that he brings to, uh, or the, I embrace the the level of competition that he brings to the truck series and and enjoy it. So uh, Harvick went in there and said, if, if any other Cup guy can get them get in a truck and beat him, he'll give him fifty grand. And then um, obviously Gander RV, uh, you know, jumped all over the the publicity of that and and um, raised it to a hundred. And um, our guy uh, Chris Larson from Howard International. You know, said, well, come on, guys, that's that's fine and dandy for for the Cup guys, but what about us truck guys that are that are you know working in there each and every week and 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 you know trying to elevate their own teams? So um, he threw 50 on top for for a truck series regular. So it's it's pretty exciting. Um, it's a neat series. It's a lot of fun. It's really gritty. And uh, you know, between Chris and, and Harvick and now you know Marcus uh, from Gander RV, Gander RV, who already did the that triple truck challenge and the bonuses that he's put on the table, you know, last year and then as well as this year, um, there's some money flying around. So it's uh, it's going to be pretty exciting the next couple of weeks here. Cannot wait to get down there to the Atlanta Motor Speedway Motor Racing Network. We'll have live coverage of the Vet Ticks Camping World 200 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. Stu, all the best to you. Can't wait to see you and the team and the rest of the series down there in the ATL. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll preview the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500, and we'll chat with Ryan Blaney's crew chief, Todd Gordon. When was the last time you read the Constitution, specifically Article 1, Section 2? The Founding Fathers thought it was critical to count the population every 10 years so that congressional representation would be based on facts, and it also helps inform how billions in funding are spent every year. The census is our opportunity to be heard. And if you think about it, our civic duty. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. 
Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. We'll preview NASCAR Cup Series racing in Atlanta next with Ryan Blaney's crew chief, Todd Gordon. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Welcome to the new Talladega Garage Experience, featuring kid-friendly pricing, plus free Wi-Fi and more exclusive behind-the-scenes access than ever before. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. You know who we are. The Palace of Speed. Where 100,000 of your best friends call home twice a year. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com. Or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We return on this week's NASCAR Live. NASCAR Cup Series makes its one and only visit to the Atlanta Motor Speedway for the 2020 season. That comes up this weekend. An abrasive, worn-out surface with multiple racing grooves are just some of the great characteristics drivers enjoy when they go to the ATL. For a preview of the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500, here's NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Rickey. After three weeks on the West Coast, NASCAR returns east and heads to the Atlanta Motor Speedway, albeit several weeks later in the schedule than in previous seasons. Several drivers say this is an opportunity to use what they've learned so far in 2020, and Daytona 500 winner Denny Hamlin calls Atlanta a driver's track. I feel that's one of our better tracks. I'm not sure why our results uh, aren't showing it, but... Uh, but yeah, I've always liked going to Atlanta. It's it's definitely one of my favorites for sure. It's it's definitely a driver's racetrack, um, one where a driver can definitely make up a little bit more than than what his car uh, can't give him. So, you know, the challenge is, is you know getting your car to you know, you're coming off these smooth mile and a half racetracks or two mile racetracks uh, where. You're kind of getting in the swing of things again in 2020, and then you'll go there and you'll feel like your car is awful. Uh, just when it's great versus the competition, it feels awful. So it's just managing, you know, the experience of knowing, all right, this is a race-winning car feel for that track, and knowing that that's the big advantages of it. But um, yeah, I, I look forward to turning around our results there, however bad they may be. William Byron echoes Hamlin's feelings and says he looks at Atlanta not as another mile and a half, but as its own challenge. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Atlanta's, uh, you know, it's not really a bumpy track, but it, it's just uh, really worn out and slick. And uh, the, the rubber, you know, doesn't really build up there. It just stays slick all the time. So um, it's a very interesting track. And I feel like because we go there once a year, it's kind of like California. You just have to have a completely different focus for that weekend and uh, try to learn what you can. Rookie contender Tyler Reddick has shown some grit early in the season, but hasn't come up with the finishes yet. Um, I have some confidence in a way, but these cars drive so different on the on these mile and a half racetracks that everything that 
been able to do there to make uh, my races go well. I don't know if I will be able to exactly apply the same method or, or approach. So I guess that's what we're going to find out in practice is if we're going to be able to do just that. But that's, uh, you know, Fontana and Vegas were two really important tracks to run good at. And unfortunately, Vegas didn't end well, but we were right there. Fontana almost was a, a good day. Uh, you know, we were just a little bit off from being able to be in the top 10. Um, and so, you know, we got to take advantage of Atlanta and Homestead and get some really good runs there for sure. And we can't go to Atlanta without talking about a potential repave. Some drivers are strongly against it, but Ty Dillon says when it happens, the track should change it up so Atlanta doesn't just become another mile and a half. Yeah, I know. I, I think whenever they do it, all the drivers are going to be upset no matter what. So, uh, but, you know, there is a certain point where they have to do what's best for the track. I think when they decide to repave it, I think they should just, you know, maybe dozer the whole thing and make it a short track or, or change it up, make it a road course, do something different. Um, like I said, I don't think we need more mile and a half um, tracks. I think we need we need to change up. And I think if they want to get more and more people to Atlanta, they need to look at it's something different. Thank you, Kyle. Great to hear some driver perspective there heading in to AMS this weekend. Now let's get a crew chief's perspective ahead of Sunday's race. Dylan Welch had a chance to catch up with Ryan Blaney's crew chief, Todd Gordon. Looking ahead to Atlanta, what are the challenges as a crew chief for you setting up a car there? Yeah, another one of those wore out racetracks that, you know, it's just how you manage the tires and, and the fall off in the car. You know, I, I, I look at California and the run we had there and managing the tires becomes a visa. At the end there, we put him in a bad position where he had to kind of drive pretty hard and and, and got ourselves used some stuff up, but great wore out racetrack, you know, so so tire management and, and how your car handles plays pretty plays pretty big there. You know, it's it's a it's a place I really look forward to and, and one that Ryan's had great speed at. We've had really good speed at and, and you know in the past this was this whole team that 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 you know below me. Um, not one there I'd love to. We talk about tracks like that that are wore out that force the driver to, to kind of get up on the wheel and slide around. But we have this high downforce package at some of these tracks where I think maybe the impression is that we've got all this downforce, the car should be stuck to the racetrack, but that's not the case. No, it? it's not. It's a, it's, you, you do, you've got more downforce than we had in the past, but everybody's got it. And you're still, you're still at the limit of the tires. We're lifting going through the corners of these places. And, you know, you get to, you get to a Michigan or, you know, uh, you, California even, we were right. lifting. You'd run wide open for a couple laps. I think the, that's where the 88 was strong out there is that they could run wide open longer than most people could. But even at that, once you got 10 laps in, you were lifting through both ends. So we do have a lot of downforce, and we've got a little less power than we used to have, but we're still tire limited. And when you get to wore out racetracks where there just isn't any grip left in the asphalt, and, and I'm not complaining. Sure. Uh, let me make sure that's clear. <laughs> the, the, the old asphalt puts on better racing, I think. But uh, when we get to places that the asphalt just doesn't have any grip left in it, the Atlantas, the Homesteads, the Californias, the Darlingtons, you know, just how you how you continue to manage your tires and, and try to keep the good the good in the tire as long as possible brings comers and goers and makes makes for racetracks that where you'll have somebody who takes off in the first five laps, but he's going to come backwards in the last 15. So really exciting racing. For you, as the direct line of communication to the driver at tracks like that, what's the most important thing you have to stress to them just just to continue to save? Uh, I think, you know, what do you stress to them? We talk during a week about what what we need to be focused on. And, and Ryan's done a great job with that this so far this year, and, and we'll continue to work on those things. But, uh, you know, it's just patience, not letting your emotions get you, because usually when you get emotional, you get more aggressive, and then, then you end up 
you know, beating up tires more. So just staying focused on on the big picture and where where the long run speed potential will come back to you with some discipline up front. All right. Thanks, Todd. Yep. Thank you, Dylan. Great conversation there with Todd Gordon, the crew chief of the number 12 Ford Mustangs driven by Ryan Blaney. This portion of NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Coming up, we continue our 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson, and later we'll flash back in time with this week in NASCAR history. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Another installment of 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flag's waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. All this year, we're celebrating the career of seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy's going to retire at season's end after an amazing career. We at MRN have produced a series called 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. This features defining moments in his career. Here's MRN's Jason Toy with the latest. In the early 2000s, Rick Hendrick went on a mission to find the next up-and-comer to pair with their champion Jeff Gordon in the Cup Series. He comes down the line, checkered flag, and Jimmy Johnson wins his first Bush Grand National race. Jimmy Johnson, a youngster out of California, was making his rounds in the now Xfinity Series, still searching for his next big break. First ever NASCAR Bush Series win. Congratulations. I'd like to hear Say that again, please. First ever NASCAR Bush Series win. Congratulations. awesome. Gosh. 
We worked so hard for this stuff, and, uh, you know, we've been in a little bit of a slump. Through determination and persistence, Jimmy earned a conversation with the then three-time champion. Where I had my chance to talk to Jeff, see, it was 2000, my first year in Bush. The Herzogs brought me up from off-road to ASA to Bush, and they let me know a week or so before that event that Alltail wouldn't be returning and they were going to shut the shop down and encouraged me to kind of go out and, and find a job and, and see what was what was out there for me. So um, I started you know, talking to teams, looking around, trying to figure out something. You know, I think I ran like eighth or something was my best run that year in a, in a bush car for them. So looking at my options, and my options involved leaving Chevrolet. And Chevrolet found me, brought me along, and I just I really had a hard time with, with walking away. So Jeff was faced with a similar scenario. Ford and Bill Davis left and went to Rick Hendrick and Chevy, and it clearly turned out very well. And I, I thought that he would have some insight that would be helpful for me. So I kind of... Um, stalked him a bit and knew he was racing the the race in Michigan, uh, the fall race in Michigan in a bush car and um, stalked him at the driver's meeting, introduced myself to him and asked him if, if he would have a quick minute to, to so I could pick his brain. And uh, that, that was that conversation. And you know, literally in that conversation, I found out Hendrick was looking to start a fourth team and I was the only driver that they had spoken about at, at that point in time. So I'm sitting there wondering if I'm going to have a job and leave the transporter with, with the thought of, you know, a real job and a real team and at the highest level. So it was, it was a wild day for me. Gordon was part owner of the 48 car at Hendrick Motorsports. And quickly, Johnson turned from mentee to fierce rival. Meanwhile, the scramble goes on for the lead between Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon. Door to door off turn two. Gordon is there. They beat it. Bang. Coming off turn number two. Trading paint as they head down the next straightaway. Our rivalry was definitely there. And, and what complicated it was a friendship, too. I think it would have been easier for both of us and certainly easier for him if we didn't have a friendship um and, and a, a real one i mean he stood up in my wedding so you know you when you think back to the circumstances he just won his his fourth championship in 2001 you'd never think that the 48 and jimmy johnson and chad knaus would would do what they did after gordon won the 2001 championship he quickly learned his greatest competitor would be the guy he hired gordon now Side. Jimmy Johnson on the outside. Gordon shoves him high. It's Jeff Gordon by a nose. Other than the first year we competed against one another in 2002, I think that was about the only time I got the best of them. Yeah, and we, you know, we should have won that championship 07. And, and we just screwed it up. He just, he just flat out came back and beat us. And that pissed me off a lot, I must say. It, uh, but it also motivated me. And Jimmy Johnson wins his second consecutive next L Cup title. He'll win the honor over Jeff Gordon here tonight. I, I knew he was hopeful and, and expected us to win and do well. But to come in like we did and to you know, race him for championships and, and, and get the upper hand to... You know, some races went our way, some races went his way, but, you know, on track, we, the 48, started setting a mark that was so high the whole field was chasing us. Here they come off turn four at the line by inches. Jeff Gordon, they make contact. Johnson and Gordon had many remarkable battles, some even turning toxic. They're going for the lead, and Jeff Gordon gets forearmed off the racetrack in three. 48 is testing my patience, I can tell you that. I, it takes a lot to make me mad, and, and I'm pissed right now. I mean, you know, when a car's going that much faster, I don't know what is with me and him right now, but, uh, you know, whatever. We both lived it. We could both sense it. And we both have a ton of respect for one another. And I, I think for a long time, we, especially on Jeff's side, 
you know, he didn't want want that involved in our relationship professionally, personally, and and probably bit his tongue more often than than not. And then, you know, when you look at probably 09, 2010, or you know, you know, as we get later into the to our run and our success, yeah, I think people can see there definitely was a change in our relationship, and, and it was really because of competition. And and Jeff and I had some talks about it. like, look, this isn't this isn't an easy situation for either of us. And and I knew then, and still still say so today, it was even harder for him. But we kind of at one point along the way said, hey, look, you know, this this is work, this is racing, it's going to be what it is. And when when we're done racing and hang our helmets up everything's gonna be just fine but but for now we've got to we've got to separate to a certain degree and uh and, and just go race and, and worry about ourselves it did turn into a pretty good rivalry you know not not where we didn't like one another spoke bad about one another and of course the texas incident is is, is you know been well documented but uh, that that was just one that i finally just got tired of getting beat by him and felt like we had something for him and um, yeah, I think that's why that 85 uh, win for me at Atlanta was probably one of my favorites, because I was able to you know keep and hold hold him off. And and I only mean that out of respect. He was he, he because he drove the same equipment that I was driving, and he was beating me. It made me respect him that much more. But it didn't make it feel any better when I was getting beat by him. One of the greatest and most unique rivalries in NASCAR history. Born from a champion's eye for talent, becoming the dynasty that was Hendrick Motorsports for decades. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Jason. If you'd like to hear more 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson, they're featured on MRN.com. You can find them by using the drop-down box on the Shows tab. The checkered flag waves on another edition of NASCAR Live coming up. But first, a NASCAR history lesson with Susie Armstrong. That is next. America is a great big country filled with all kinds of different people and we all count that's why the 2020 census wants to make sure we're all counted why is it so important because the census helps inform how hundreds of billions of dollars will be spent each year for things like new roads health clinics even more school programs so make sure you're counted because you count shape your future start here learn more at 2020census.gov paid for by u.s census bureau for more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Whelan would like to congratulate Joey Logano and his number 22 Team Penske pit crew for the win at Phoenix Raceway. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. Despite a broken jack on the final pit stop, the team rallied back to take home the victory. Where in the world is Joey Logano? He's 18th. The jack broke on his pit stop. That sucks, huh? Was the jack break? Copy, jack broke. Uh, that's the worst timing ever. Uh, well, we'll race from here. Yeah, pretty solid recovery for a jack breaking. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Before we head for the exits for this week's show, Susie Armstrong standing by with This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. This week, we'll shuttle back to 1982. 
The Jay Giles Band wrote a six-week run at the top of the charts with the smash hit Centerfold. William Shatner swapped out his sidearm and relaunched his career with the debut of the ABC crime drama T.J. Hooker. And Daryl Waltrip stole the show in Bristol, driving the pole-winning Mountain Dew Buick to Victory Lane in the Valleydale 500, Waltrip's first of 12 wins in pursuit of his second cup title. Walker behind Brad Teague, slows it up, takes no chances, eases it down to the start-finish line, and Harold Kinder drops the checkered flag, and Darrell Waltrip wins the Valleydale 500. He's the defending champion. He won both races here last year, and what a streak that team is on. Dad Gum, that was a tough one. Uh, got a little bit behind there at one time, but I'll tell you right now, uh, the all-new 1982 Dew Crew did one hell of a job today, and I'm real proud of my boys. 1996, Alanis Morissette ruled the radio with the alternative hit, Ironic. The Coen brothers kept moviegoers edgy with the quirky black comedy thriller, Fargo. And Dale Earnhardt pushed it right to the edge as the Intimidator drove from the 18th starting spot to victory in the Purolator 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Coming up off the corner, he can almost coast home from here. With significant help from the Flying Aces on the last green flag pit stop, Dale Earnhardt scores his second win of 1996. He wins the Purolator 500 in Atlanta by five seconds over Terry Labonte. 2015, Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars were living it up amid a 14-week run atop the pop charts with their smash hit collaboration track, Uptown Funk. A battered but okay Harrison Ford recovered from injuries sustained after engine failure downed his World War II vintage aircraft. And Kevin Harvick's power plant was humming along just fine as the 2014 Cup champion dominated in the desert, winning the CampingWorld.com 500 from the pole, his fourth straight victory at Phoenix Raceway. Believe me, just watch. King of Phoenix International Raceway continues to reign. Kevin Harvick comes in. It's quick all weekend. He's going to win for the seventh time here at Phoenix International Raceway. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. We'd also like to thank Stuart Friesen for joining us today. Also, our thanks to Alex Bowman and Todd Gordon. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you as well for making us a part of your listening. We're looking forward to getting to Atlanta this weekend, and we hope to see you there. Until we speak next week here on NASCAR Live, have a great week. And so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, ride on our strength, and by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrion, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. 
and so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy, energy for hunkering down.